1: Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Back here, it is the Chiefs Red half Out. We're going to head to Arrowhead in just a minute as soon as Andy Reid and Patrick Mahomes step up to the podium. The Chiefs uh, did mention right before Andy is about to step up that McCall Harmon, uh, illness due to his abdomen, Juju concussion, Chris LeMond's concussion, Marquez Valdez-Scantling. Illness will not practice today as they well, get set to take on the Chargers. Uh, so we'll hear from Andy more on the kind of the details behind that. But again, McCole Hardman, Juju, LeMond's MVS not practicing today.
3: I guess the, the Hardman one is a bit confusing. Illness to his abdomen. Before it was an <laughs> abdomen
1: injury, right? I, and, I, and I'm, by the way, our, our Pete Sweeney, our Chiefs insider. So his abdomen say. has the flu, maybe? So I don't know if that's just the wording that they used, or maybe that's what the <laughs> wording that Pete used. I have so no idea, but abdomen? I'm just reading Pete's tweet, who's there. And again, we'll hear maybe more detail on that from Andy in just a minute. But
3: um, an abdomen illness, <laughs> an injury. I don't know how that works. <sighs> I, I'm i going to need Andy read to talk, because if we try to make some sort of guess, I don't know. I don't. I don't think I'm gonna. Yeah, I don't think I'm gonna understand what's abdomen here. illness. Huh. Okay. Nick had an abdomen illness once, related to some so, sort of flu. He caught at my house. Yeah, there wasn't an abdomen illness. That's where the pain <laughs> was
1: concentrated. But someone says <laughs> that. Someone says Frank Clark did, did, did this. His stuff a stomach. <laughs> yeah, a, no his is It is a stomach illness. We know that.
3: Yeah. But he's back. Frank Clark's back. He'll he, no practice he today. Got a couple of game break after, I don't know, his stuff three years ago, or whatever the hell it happened. Years and years and years and years and years ago now. But it does feel like with the Chiefs this week, there's a chance they're going to be – I don't think it's unreasonable to assume that they are going to be shorthanded going into the Chargers game more so than they have been in a few weeks. Because now that they got a two-game lead and this game's got a little less pressure on it, it doesn't feel the same need or issue to try to solve that in the moment, which goes a long way for them, I think. Like, if they don't have to try to solve that automatically and they know if they lose this game, they are still ahead in the division, all their dreams are ahead of them, then it's different. All right, let's go out and hear from Andy Reid.
1: Joel
4: has the illness to his abdomen. Um, he's getting better, but not back yet. Uh, two people in concussion protocol are... Uh, Lamons and Juju, and then Scantling is just sick. He, he's got an illness. So uh, Frank is back, which is a positive. Um, and then we look forward to playing the Chargers. We know they're a good football team. They're getting some of their players back, where we realize that. And um, and so we'll um, you know we'll have a good week of practice, getting ready for them starting today. Time yours.
5: With uh, Juju, and the understanding
6: that he is in the concussion protocol coach. What's your outlook for him this week?
4: Yeah, I mean, I, I, well, you take it day by day. Um, but we'll be cautious with it. I, I, we're not going to do anything that you shouldn't do according to what the data shows so, and how he feels.
2: As a, as a league the things that happened this year around, you know, with the Tua situation, all that stuff. How much more cognizant are you guys of this than maybe you were 20 years ago
4: when you sent Yeah, listen, I think the league does a great job. The one thing that amazes me about the league is they don't shy away from uh, situations. So as tough as it can be, some people turn their back on things. I don't think the league does that. Um, and this has been one of them. I mean, you know the time that we've spent at the owner meetings on uh, protection for players, uh, safety, safety. Uh, in particular, concussions and and soft tissue injuries. So, um, I, I think it's come a long way. I think it will continue to develop as the helmets get better and the rules, uh, the guys get used to the rules, and the officials get used to officiating it, and so on and so forth. So one
6: of the things just kind of following up on what you uh, just describing, Bill Belichick, on, I believe on Monday or Tuesday, talked about. Uh, being able to utilize a challenge after the two-minute warning. Um, I believe you're on the competition committee. W- what are your thoughts on that? Uh, cause, and, and I think it's coming from some, from some of the missed calls that the officials uh, may have missed over the weekend.
4: Yeah, I'm on the coaches committee, not, not the competition committee. We, uh, but we deal with that that, that stuff. Um, I, I don't have uh, one way or the other. I, I haven't talked to Bill. So, I mean, uh, but normally if he says something, it's – he's put some thought into it, and it's normally a pretty good idea. So, um, uh, you know, it's maybe something we look at in the offseason. Coach, on
3: Sunday, you mentioned the MRI for Wiley. Uh, I guess he's back to practice, so everything was okay with, with his elbow.
4: Yes. Um, yes. They, they braced it. You'll see his brace on it, but he's he feels pretty good.
2: Coach, I know you guys have always been aggressive, we've asked Dave this a couple of times when he's been real. They told him. Um, you like to be aggressive on the returns and everything when it's possible, but is the game evolving to where the kickers, the punters, the coverages are so good that, you know, you just can't have the kind of returns, the kind of success you've had in years past? In,
4: yeah. In, you know? Yeah, So of rules, too, and they, they change um, to try to protect the guys. Um, there are a lot of injuries that have taken place on the, in the kicking game, so they move that around. Now Dave's a good one to talk to because he's on that committee where – they they talk about all that stuff. So, um, but I, I still think it's a, a viable part of the game, and I, I still think you make plays there um, when you have the ball, uh, the opportunity to you know, block, tackle. I mean, those those fundamentals become very important on special teams. The return, your blocking has to in space has to be very good. Mm-hmm. That takes skill and and work. So, and we need to get better at it.
2: Sorry, does your philosophy uh, <clears throat> change with the way Patrick has evolved and has, you know, effectiveness he's been? Do you, do you, you know, okay, we want to be aggressive now. We can dial back a little bit because we, we, you know, got a guy that we really trust at uh, center.
4: Um, well, maybe in certain cases. Um, I mean, it's. <laughs> It would be the situation, whatever situation, right? you know, specifically if I say no, you know, we do something. <laughs> I'm, I look like a fool up here. But, um, uh, you know, there's certain times when you're going to be a little bit more aggressive than, than others.
6: Andy, how did Clyde take his uh, lower amount of playing time the other night? And what did you tell him about yeah. that and, and his role going forward? The part I
4: love about Clyde is Clyde wants to play, you know, <laughs> so I, I wouldn't expect anything less than that. How he handled it, though, was like a pro, but he wants to play. And I would think less of him if he didn't want to play. So it's the the way that rotation goes. It's a crazy, crazy thing because we don't go in thinking that. But because of the way the series worked, short series here, and he gets in for three plays and he's out, you know, we don't have that many three and outs as an offense. And uh, he happened to be in one of them, so the numbers got skewed. And it's kind of what happened with Pacheco you know, before that, so. Well, we're, we're working through it. And it's not because of his ability, I mean, it's not.
0: And a different health and safety issue from concussions, but so stadiums, turf has been in the crosshairs a lot. Mm. Where do you stand on artificial turf, natural grass? Yeah, listen,
4: I mean, I, I prefer natural grass. I, you know, I've, I've listened to all the studies, the density studies. Um, I've seen all the different compounds that they put into, the, you know, I still like grass, you know, natural grass, the way our league does it. I mean, I've seen some fields that I probably go, you know, let's go artificial hunt, but uh, for the most part, the guys that take care of these fields in the league do a nice job and, um, the grass fields, I'm saying, and, and the turf, I mean, they make it as good as they can possibly make it with the turf, uh, with the artificial turf but I would prefer regular, regular grass.
6: I oh, was going to follow up on Adam's question about the running back situation. It was reported that you all had interest in Eno uh, you know, Benjamin before the Texans uh, cleaned him off the waivers. But looking at that, if that were to be the case, I and mean, anything common about that particularly? But, uh, if you were to bring another running back in, what's that, what's that say about Ronald Jones and his, and his ability to be able to make the, make the active I
4: I didn't hear anything about that, so I... Honestly, don't know anything about it. I know Brett looks at everybody, but in everything, but I don't, I never heard that. I mean,
6: we're
4: we're good with what we have right there. <laughs> so is there
6: any. Uh, what What does he need to do? I guess to see the fit. we haven't seen him. See
4: yeah. So Ronald's a capable player, obviously. Um, and it, it's the number. It, it all started back in training camp. I mentioned that a couple of weeks ago. So when you you, you kind of lose out on the spot, now you got to wait till somebody, you know. Gets banged up or sick or something of that sort, and until you get in, I mean, you're not going to dress more than three of them normally. And uh, but he, we feel very comfortable with him being in there too. So the
3: mm-hmm. like MVS might be okay, but uh, today you'll be rolling with Watson, Tony, and more. Just how confident you, the depth of the receiver.
4: Yeah, we're good. We're, you know, we're good. We've got a couple other guys. Uh, you know, you've seen Kemp up in a few weeks, uh, not this past game, but two before that. So. We, we know he can do it. However, yeah, we're fine. Andy, the, um,
2: in mm-hmm. relation to you guys taking over the number one spot in the FC certainly a long way to go, but just wanted to backtrack to the offseason, the moves you guys made, obviously getting rid of, of, of a pretty high caliber player. Can you recall having a conversation with the team as far as, hey, the, the end goal doesn't change when, when you make a move like that? I mean, or was it just a natural yeah. thing?
4: Yeah, you know what I'm saying? I think the players know how we roll. and. Uh, you don't really have to say that, and uh, I'm, I'm glad he's having a good year. I mean, that's that's great for the national football league. It's great for him and his family, so I, I, I'm, I'm happy for him, and that's the way we approach it. But we also have good players, and Brett does it as well as anybody. And I'm finding people and bringing them in that he thinks will fit in the offense, defense, and special teams. So we have full trust in him as a coaching staff. Uh, but the guys that we've had here, man, we've loved having – and we want them to be able to make a living doing it and make as much money as they possibly can doing it. So if they go somewhere else, they go somewhere else, and then we'll, we'll, we'll get what we need and, and, and go roll.
2: We're sitting here in the middle of November. You guys have had a couple of dog fights with AFC West teams already this year. But if you win this game, you're three games clear of the Chargers. Are you surprised that that's how the division has shaken out so far this year?
4: Well, you're right at that time where I mean these games are so so important. Uh, it's important for the Chargers, it's important for us, Denver, and, and the Raiders, likewise. So um, that, that's the time of year you're in, and you got to make sure that you you batten down the hatches, man, and, and get things uh, detail your work and, and and don't leave anything uncovered there. So.
5: Last one, hurts. Coach, I'm, I'm Juju Smith-Schuster. Obviously, there's a lot of controversy around that hit. Have you heard from the league um, clarifying whether it was a shoulder-to-shoulder hit or was a helmet-to-helmet hit?
4: No, I mean I heard from the officials, but I haven't heard from the league yet. I mean, they'll, they'll give us our report here. Would, would you hear from the officials? It was shoulder-to-shoulder.
6: Well, no. you talking about what
2: during the game. At the, time. Yeah, at the game? Yeah, I think it. Is it standard for the league to and, I, and something, since that's become a big talking point? Around is it standard for the league to reach out to you, or is that the kind of thing you have to reach out to them to get some kind of input? And
4: well, it goes both ways. Okay. Yeah, it goes both ways. But we, you know, we have a form that we can fill out and ask questions. So.
3: Thanks, Coach. All right, that's Andy Reid out at Arrowhead. You'll listen to 610 Sports Radio in Kansas City, KCSP, Kansas City, WDAF, HD2, Liberty, and Odyssey Station. We're going
1: to hear from Patrick Mahomes in just a minute or so. Of course, on the injury front, as we mentioned on the front end of that, I mean, it didn't sound all that optimistic on Juju, on nor should they rush anything anyway. They said they're going to go through all the protocols that are required there. Uh, McCall Hardman not going to practice today. You, you heard about MVS as well. Andrew Wiley sounds like they're not worried about his injury status now. He's going to have a little brace on the elbow, but he is going to practice, going to be good to go. I, I did want to talk, and I don't want to get too deep into it now because I know Mahomes is going to walk up to the podium any minute, uh, but he was asked about Clyde Edwards-Alaire, and I, I want to have a discussion about that because he said they're going to continue to use a running back by committee. But let's go back out there and hear from Patrick. This
2: is obviously a big game in the division. Are you, are you surprised at all that – you win this, you'll be three games up in the division after all the moves that were made in the West to make this a little more competitive with
5: you guys. Um, yeah, because you understand, we've played two of these teams now. We haven't played Denver yet, but you know that they're great football teams. They just, In football, man, anybody can beat anybody any day. Um, and so it, it hasn't gone their way in some of these games, these close, uh, hard-fought games. Um, but we understand how good the Chargers are. Um, We're not looking ahead to being three games up or whatever it is. We're looking at what can we do to win today so that we can win on Sunday. And so uh, we understand it's going to be a great challenge, and uh, we're going to play our best football if we want to win. I think I think guys just understand the culture that Coach Reed has built here over the years. Um, it's it's bigger than one player. It's bigger than myself. Um, and so uh, what can we do to improve ourselves, to give ourselves the best chance to win? And we understand how great Tyreek is. Um, and I think people see that now in Miami even more than they saw it here, um, how special of a player that he is. Um, but in this offense, it's about everybody. How can we, can we make each other better? And uh, we brought new guys in and kind of – kept the older guys have gotten bigger roles, um, and we've done whatever we can to win football games, and that's that's helped us get this, being the number one seed now, but how can we continue that and get even better as the season goes on?
2: Andrew, are you pretty confident that both of you guys
5: would excel the way that you have one plus one went with each other? Yeah, I mean, I, I, I saw Tyreek at practice every single day, so I knew that he was going to make plays no matter where he was at, and uh, he got in a great offense with other great players, so it made it easy, easy for him to go out there and show his talent, um, and then for us, I mean, I knew the guys that we had in our locker room, and, I, and like I said at the beginning of the year, man, Coach Reed's had success everywhere. So if I just do what he says, usually good things happen.
6: Doesn't surprise you that people seem to get healthy the week of when they when they come to when you're uh, when you're about to play. And I believe uh, Mike Williams, along with Keenan Allen, they're expected to come back and play this week. Kind of, and then you know who knows what happens next week.
5: I mean it's. It's, it's, it's a good thing to me. I mean, you're playing the best. Uh, I mean, every single week we want to play the best. We want to prepare ourselves to make a run in the playoffs uh, to try to get to the Super Bowl and win it. And uh, if you play the best teams and with their, with their best players and you win, it gives you that confidence that you can continue to get better and better. And, and whenever you play them in the playoffs, uh, you're ready for it.
3: Patrick, because of injuries and such, you're going to start the week receiver-wise with, with Watson more and Tony. Just That's obviously a little bit different. What gives you the confidence in, in those that group of guys?
5: Yeah, I mean, we just we put guys in positions to succeed. Um, and so for me, it's about executing the offense, finding the open guy, um, and uh, getting the ball out of my hands and letting those guys make plays. And we've seen over the, the year um, that these guys can make plays in big moments. Um, And so we'll give them those chances as well as have some younger guys step up. And then hopefully we can get some guys back later in the the week. And if not, uh, we'll be ready to go with whoever's out there. Specifically Watson, how how critical has he been in in sort of
3: that underrated role for you guys this season in big spots?
5: Yeah, I mean, he's made a lot of big catches um, and, and big parts in games. He does a great job of blocking. Um, he's he's it's crazy. Like he, at the end in that last game, whenever we had some guys go out there back to back, he was kind of telling guys, "Hey, you go to this position and you play take Juju's role. You take Marquez's role." And he knows every position on the football field, and he just wants to get go out there and have success. So uh, uh, having guys like that, and, and I mean like that, we have in the whole receiving room now. Uh, I think we'll we'll be fine of just going out there and executing the offense. Patrick, you uh,
2: I saw yesterday that you quote tweeted Baldy's video of Jared McKinnon and his blocking ability. Um, just what do you appreciate most about what he's been able to do to, to keep you upright in certain moments this season?
5: Yeah, I mean, he has a great understanding of the protection plan. I mean, everything. Uh, That that look that we got was kind of an unscouted look that we had gotten early in the season versus the Colts where they use one of their linebackers to pick the tackle and then the DN loops around. And earlier in the season, you might go with the linebacker because that's technically your guy, but he passed it off like he was an offensive lineman, man. And so um, for him, just knowing the protection plan, having that, like I said, that dog to step up and block a defensive end that's 6'5", 6'6", uh, 280 um, and, and give me enough time to throw the ball downfield. I mean, that's what it takes in order to be a great team. is everybody doing their job. Um, and it's special for a guy like that to, to take on that, that job and, and do such a great job of it.
6: Patrick, two-fold questions. Uh, do, do you prefer um, being the top dog to where everybody's coming after you, or did you like it to where you were kind of trying to trying to catch what Buffalo is uh, at the moment will follow up?
5: I don't really care. I just want to win. Okay, that, that's it, mm-hmm.
6: but that being the case, what has surprised you most, uh, you know, each week, weekend and week out, obviously, you know, you going coming out of the game Sunday, you see the Minnesota-Buffalo game being in the dog fight, and then, of course, you know, obviously anything can happen in the NFL, but then Philadelphia losing Monday night to Washington where, you know, people, so, I mean, what has surprised you most when you see weekend and week out in the NFL?
5: It's not, not anything that surprises me. I mean, I understand it, man. I mean, everybody can beat everybody. I mean, they're great players on every single team in this league, and it's about who executes when it counts the most, and that's why we take situational football so, so, uh, it's so important here. It's because it's uh, something that, that changes games. I mean, everybody has great players, Um, and uh, we really focus on the situations that are gonna win games, and we've done a great job this year of winning those situations, but let's keep it going, and uh, whenever we get put in those situations again, let's maximize our opportunity and win more football games.
6: Patrick, when you look at... surprised
5: uh, what Tony's been able to give you coming in so late? Um, not, I, I wasn't surprised about him making the plays, um, but just us being able to move him around as much as we have. I mean, it's it, it's a testament to him, man. He's really got in here. He's learned. Um, he's learned multiple positions, and we have we've moved him around now. It's not like he's in that one spot, um, and so I, we'll just continue to build on that. We don't want to overwhelm him. Uh, we don't want to put too much on his plate. Um, But we're going to keep giving them more and more and more involved in this offense because it will make this offense better as a whole as the season goes on.
6: Back to the Tyree
5: trade for a second.
6: Was there any thought at the time in your mind that maybe this was going to be a little
5: more of a rebuilding year? Not a complete rebuild, obviously, but any more of a rebuilding year than anything else you've gone through since you've been here? Uh, Not necessarily. Um, Every time I step on that football field, I I expect to win. Um, And I think Coach, Coach Reed and Brett Veach, uh, are going to put guys around uh, guys around me that we're going to go out there and win football games, and I think they've done that. And even though we have young guys, we knew it was going to take time for them to keep getting more and more accustomed to how we do things. Um, but we won some of those tight games early early in the year, and I said those are some big wins for us because uh, those guys will learn even faster. And I think now we can c- continue to just build and build, and hopefully we can have the best team going into the playoffs whenever we're ready.
1: Patrick, just want to ask you about Justin Herbert, another young quarterback, and he was a little bit younger than you. But do you see
3: any of yourself in the way that he plays, or maybe vice versa?
1: I mean, he's a,
5: spe- he's a special arm talent, man. And he throws some, some passes that I don't think anyone can throw in this league, and that includes myself. I mean, he has a, a cannon for an arm. You watch it, I watch on film every week because we like play similar opponents, um, and there's some throws that you just kind of shake your head because uh, they're, they're, they're that special. And so uh, I understand it will be a great challenge for us as a team to go up against the Chargers and the, the talent that they have over there. And so how can we match that intensity? How can we match that talent and go out there and win a football game is, is what we have to focus on.
2: Uh, Patrick, I know the next man mentality, you know, that uh, when a guy goes down, you're obviously not going to quit, right? You keep playing and you got to put it in there, but it changes. The different skill sets change. When, when Juju comes out and somebody else has to play his role, do you go through a, a quick mental checklist? Okay, this guy does this better, he does this better, and I'm, I'm looking to make different reads based upon what his skill set
5: is? Uh, not necessarily different read. I think the coaches do a great job of putting the right guys in the right positions. Um, and so I think you saw right when Juju went out, we put Sky kind of in that inside role, let him catch the ball, get upfield. Um, that was Juju's route, but we, Sky can do some of those similar type things. So let's put him in that position. Um, if, if, like when McCole came out, we put Justin Watson, we put the Chargers the last time in that same position that it was McCole's route. He was tired, put Justin Watson in there, fast guy, he makes the play happen. And so I just rely on my coaches to put guys in the right position. And then I go through the reads how I'm supposed to go through the reads. Um, And, I mean, other than if Kelsey's manned up, I give him the ball. But uh, but, but I go through the reads the way I'm supposed to go through the reads, and uh, usually good things happen. And then you you said several years
2: ago when you were on uh, – I've asked you this before, but just get an update. When you were on LeBron's The Mm -hmm. Shop, you said, hey, a couple years, you know, I'll really feel it. You were kind of talking about Tom Brady and Peyton Manning. You're four and a half years in as a starter, five and a half years in now. Do you – you like you know it all now, that you're, it's reaction, the way you were kind of aspiring it to be several years ago?
5: Um, I think I'm definitely even a step further um, along with my process. But I still think I have a lot to learn. I mean, there's still certain protections that I get beat on because of the blitzes. There's certain uh, coverages that get me because I don't recognize certain tells. Um, so there's stuff that I can continue to get better at. Um, but, I mean, like st- the struggles like I went through last year, I think are something that you can just build on and learn from. And I think it's helped me be a little bit more patient. Um, but the, but there's still some times, like the end of the last game, I like threw the pick where I get a little like, too aggressive. So I try to just kind of maintain that balance of being aggressive but taking the, making the right decision. Good. Thanks, Patrick. Thanks, Patrick.
1: All right, that was Patrick Mahomes out at Arrowhead. We'll, we'll get into some of the specific things he had to say with Kling. So Josh Klingler is going to join us here in about 15 minutes. Chief Silent reporter, obviously, is talking about, you know, when, when guys are out, how much faith and trust does he have in each one of his wide receivers, mentioning how it ended up playing out. And even in week two where McCall Harmon was hurt, had the heel injury, that's when he first had it, and then Justin Watson actually got that touchdown in the Chargers game. And just mentioning how the, it's more about filling in, in, in particular routes uh, and, and different level of, of, of trust with the receivers. He did a joke, he was like, with Kelsey, even if Kelsey's manned up, I'm still throwing him the football. He's the guy, where, even if he's not always oh, open, he trusts Kelsey, he's going to throw him the football.